listen. Friendship. Entertainment. What's up, everyone? It's Mario B of Cinema 7. I am back this week uh, to talk to you about all kinds of stuff. Talk to you about whatever. Talk about some shit. I'm terrible at intros, so I hope that was a good uh, a good enough intro to introduce you to the Cinema 7 podcast or to introduce you to me, Mario B. Uh, it's been a while since the last episode I did, um, which I had... Uh, Big Al, Big Al Boski from Around the Turnbuckle, interviewed him and about his uh, his own show on YouTube and and Facebook Live. He interviews wrestlers and other known uh, sports personalities. I appreciate him giving me his time to come on to Cinema Seven and talk about his show and and to talk to me about you know some of his favorite. Uh, wrestlers and and um, all the stuff that helped make uh, him a big wrestling fan and what you know got him started with around the turnbuckle. Um, you can listen to that episode. Uh, I I apologize to anybody who listened to that episode and they were uh, annoyed by the uh, sound in the background. I explained it in that episode, so I apologize once again if you didn't get through it or if you did and it was a hard time. Um, let's see, there were some things in that episode I had to uh, correct myself on. Uh, I said that I tried to go to a SummerSlam event and there was a blizzard. Uh, my dad brought it to my attention that that did not happen. My memory was my memory was mixing two different situations up because SummerSlam is in the summer. Uh, there would have not been a blizzard. During that time. Maybe nowadays because of climate change, but not then. It was a Monday Night Raw my dad was trying to take me to that there was a blizzard. That SummerSlam, I didn't get a chance to go because I was too young, apparently. I was getting a story mixed up with an experience, and it, uh, yeah, and and I apologize for that. But my dad corrected me because he listened to the episode, so thank you, Dad. Yeah, I'm going to talk about a bunch of things. There's a lot that has happened since last time. Uh, The Will Smith, Chris Rock stuff happened. The Oscars. Everyone has talked about that way too much. Um, People have overanalyzed it. News sources have, and media have uh, overanalyzed that. And I think also... Uh, society in general and the internet, Twitter and, and what have you, over overdid it, you know, with the memes and stuff. And I have my own opinions about it, you know. Uh, I guess I could, I could talk a little bit about it. Um, I, I'm really 
I don't want to say conflicted, but I think there's a lot of complexities to the situation that a lot of people don't think about. Um, for one, the one thing, the first thing I thought about when I saw that was that it wasn't real, that it was staged. And I'm sure a lot of people thought that as well. You never know in media, um, but, you know, once you start to analyze the way he swore and stuff, you, you get the sense that maybe it, it, was, it was real. And people have really um, defended him for defending his wife the way he did. Uh, and, and I get that. And I, I get the sense of wanting to protect your significant other, um, wanting to stick by your significant other, stick up for them, especially if they're not amused, if they're, uh, you know, insulted. You, wanna, you want to defend them. You want to, uh, you know, like I said, stick up for them. I don't think you should publicly slap a comedian to defend your significant other. I think that is not the right thing to do at all. Um, sure, I, I, I fully support uh, having your partner's back. Um, I fully support, you know, defending your partner from individuals a certain way. Uh, communication is definitely one of those ways. Um, not in a room full of people making a scene and yelling and swearing at someone who, um, yes, has made fun of your wife in the past. But, you know, to do that in front of all those people, I think you, you made yourself look like an ass more than you did Chris Rock. And I understand that people disagree. Um, and I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, a lot more people need to stick up for their queens. They need to stick up for um, black women. And, 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 and I completely understand and, and I completely agree with those, those scenarios. But this, you know, like there's some kind of toxicity about wanting to defend your partner's honor, I guess, like in, in that sense, the way he did it. Look, I'm not going to fight anyone for my partner. If someone disrespects my partner, I will make it known. I will defend my partner, my significant other. Uh, I will stick up for them. But I'm not going to risk injuring someone or risk putting myself at risk, if that makes sense. So I'm going to remove me and my partner from this situation. I'm going to. Let it be known of such why, and I will communicate either later or I will, you know, have a discussion with my partner about said situation. I'm not going to be toxic, I'm not going to have this toxic masculinity and uh, want to fight everyone who, because it's not worth it. It's not worth fighting people who, because you're going to be disrespected daily, okay, yourself. Do you think it's right to fight every other person who disrespects you every day? No. So why would you do that? Because you, because it's your partner. You know what I mean? Like a significant other, a smart, mature significant other will be like, hey, 
let's remove ourselves from this situation. This is not, uh, let's not get ourselves in trouble or let's not get into, let's not make the situation worse, I guess. Also, what is Will Smith's mental health? You know, what, what is he suffering from depression? Is he, um, is the whole situation with, you know, the stuff his wife talks about at the, the Red Table show or what Red Table Talk or whatever it's called, you know, does that bother Will Smith and, and has Twitter and them memeing him crying affected his mental health? And, you know, I don't, I don't think we, we look at that because he's a celebrity. We're like, oh, he puts, puts himself out there. They put all their information out there. So, you know, that's on them. That still doesn't give people the right to bully somebody or make fun of someone. I don't care who you are. That, that, so, so what? That doesn't give you the right to, you know, uh, think that you can be in control or I don't know what it is. Like that you just think there's no repercussions to that. You know? If I make any sense. I, I One, Will Smith shouldn't have done what he did. Uh, toxic masculinity, you know, not the right way to stick up for your partner. Uh, just remove yourself from this situation and your partner um, would have been the mature thing to do. And I, I don't think a lot of people understand that. I think they're instantly like, oh, someone protect me. Someone stick up for me. You know, that type of thing. Um, also, the other thing is, I think we should not or we shouldn't have made a meme, made a bunch of memes off of it. I think that's two people's livelihoods, Chris Rock and Will Smith, who could be affected by the situation and, and obviously what the internet uh, does with it. And like bullies in school and, and like, um, um, how can I say this? Words matter, and no matter how someone sees it, whether it's on the internet or verbally it's still it'd still hurt your feelings i think but that's enough about that 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 situation has been talked about way too much and they're still talking about it which is ridiculous cuz they don't have anything else better to talk about i think we finally stopped memeing it i hope so because the the it's just the idea of memeing i, I don't know i don't know it's it's a weird situation uh, I just choose to uh, stay out of it, ignore it. I'm not going to meme it. I'm not going to um, make fun of any individuals involved. Mental health, I think, is involved. I think bullying by society has been involved. I think society needs to take a chill pill. I think uh, we need to look at how we as men handle situations better. And I think women who have a significant other or any, not just women, but people who think they deserve to be protected and fought for in the sense of using violence and uh, anger. Like you, I think you also need to look at situations a little differently. That's just me. And from stuff I've learned. Um, let's see what else has happened. There's been some TV shows come out. Uh, Moon Knight. And the Halo show has come out since uh, the last episode I've done. Uh, 
I like both shows. I like the Halo show. I like I enjoy watching the Halo show. Um it has gotten a lot of negative reviews, a lot of hate online. Um I understand why. They showed Master Chief's face. That's uh you know, something that nobody really wanted to see. It gave the character mystique, it gave him power. To not see his face, it gave him, um, it made him more of this legendary or mythic character to not reveal his face. And then they show his face in the show, and I think it humanizes him a little too much for people, where it's like, ah, oh, he's just a person. But I understand why the show did it. The show did it because. It wanted to show emotion for the character. And I think if they want to have more seasons, they want to build the character, his backstory, and then get into the Halo ring, get into him versus the Covenant, and everything that comes in the, in the first three games. Because you show the past, then you show you know, where it's going and all that, and it, it builds a better story, I think, in their minds. Um, not all of it has been fun. I mean, I think they, uh, episode four treaded a lot of the same stuff. It didn't really do much for me. Uh, episode three wasn't bad. Um, but it, it's, uh, you know, episode five was, uh, I think taking the Halo series in the right direction, but it was still too much. And, and I do have the same pro- issue. I, I don't want to see Master Chief's face that much. But, you know, they're making the UH, the UNHC or UA, USNC, whatever. They're, they're making the military look bad. It's, it's like a, a military, um, what do they call that? The government when it's controlled by the military. It's pretty much that. And it, it showcases how, you know, colonies on other planets look at them as the bad guys because they want to be free of their rule. The and the UNH UN UNSC USNC the military state they they just want to take over more colonies they want to control they want they want uh, more power because they want to be able to win whatever conflict they bring themselves to but I I dig it I I like watching the Halo show I I think. Uh, People should give it a chance. Um, Commander Keys, they definitely, uh, you know, I, I, I think it doesn't really fucking matter what they do, you know, to the characters, in my opinion. I know, I bet some people have an issue with it. Who cares? Uh, but it's giving depth to a lot of characters we didn't see have depth in the games. I know there's a lot of uh, books and comic books and stuff about a lot of these characters that give them more depth, but from what I've told, the the UNSC are, are bad in the books in, in other media, so it's portraying that pretty well, I guess. But I, I enjoy watching it. I, I think I think if you like action and if you like uh, science fiction, I think this is the show for you. Uh, Moon Knight. Uh, I never read a Moon Knight comic. I wasn't big into Moon Knight. I didn't really know of Moon Knight until 
Marvel Ultimate Alliance when he was in the game. Uh, he was one of my favorite characters just because when you would select him, the announcer would go, Moon Knight. You know, he would say his name real cool. And he would throw around half-moon crescents at people, and he had a staff and stuff. And then obviously there's the infamous, which I discovered last year or the year before, where he's, you know, saying, you know, he's swearing at Dracula. He's like, fucking Dracula? You know, fuck you, Dracula. Which is funny. It's hilarious. But the show, I, I think, is is uh, is really, really good. I, I think there was a big jump at the end of episode two. I, you know, these shows, they're not very long, these series. So, so they're trying to, you know, do what they can with the pacing as best as they can. And I think that's a big argument with MCU movies and TV shows in general is the pacing is bad. And but I, I don't know. I wouldn't say that the Moon Knight show is bad pacing wise. I, I I dig it. It's just a lot of uninteresting stuff, or it's portrayed uninteresting in my opinion. The way it's executed, because the concepts when I'm watching it, I'm like, wow, this is a great idea. This is pretty cool. You know, I, I think of the concepts as cool, but what I'm visualizing, what I'm seeing on the screen. Can be a little, can be a little dull, can be a little boring, but I, I still enjoy watching it. I, I anything you know, anything new that I can that comes out, I, I that I can watch that's decent or or good, um, I enjoy the time I have with it. So I'm enjoying Moon Knight. I hope you are too. Let's see. I've seen some movies recently. Uh, I've seen everything, everywhere, all at once. Me and John Kenoki saw it together. Fantastic movie. Uh, ten out of ten. I'm I like. I'm not gonna say anything about the movie. Go see it. Okay. Ten out of ten. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Maybe I will say a little bit about the movie. She sees multiple versions of herself, multiple realities. Um, it's about. I think, not only her accepting her daughter but it's about her accepting herself and accepting her life you she she's accepting um i don't want to say i guess there's a weird part in the movie where she knows her life would be better without her husband but it would be lonely without her husband like though it would be awesome it'd be beautiful it'd be magnificent it'd be elegant there's still a loneliness factor there she would still be lonely without him and her husband's like really super supportive. Um, he can be really annoying at times. You can see how, how that, that can be, but he's behind her a hundred percent. Her daughter is gay, and there's a whole thing about her not accepting her daughter as gay. Uh and it just it leads to uh acceptance of, of everything. And the movie is goofy, it's funny, it's dramatic, it's suspenseful. It's action-packed. Um, it made me cry. It, it's a beautiful movie. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. It's the best movie of the year. Uh, the only other movie I ever did that for was Paddington 2. So I'm a sucker for anything that can make me cry is automatically uh, uh, pretty good, in my opinion. Because I, I, you conveyed the emotion enough for I felt it. I related to it. There's a lot that I related to in the, in the movie. And um, 
yeah, I think I think everyone should go see it. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Go fucking see that movie. Uh, what else did I see? I saw Sonic Two. Sonic One was a good when I watched it. It wasn't in a movie theater or anything. It was at home in bed. It was a really good viewing experience, and and I think I gave that a seven point eight out of ten. But it you know it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, and the same for Sonic Two. It was it was re- really well done. I would give it the same probably a seven point eight out of ten. Just it's on par with the first one. Um, obviously there's a lot more action, a lot of a lot of cooler things being done in this movie. Um, they do tease another Sonic hero at the end of the movie. Uh, I think a lot of people will be surprised to see that, who are Sonic fans. Uh, there's a lot of Sonic lore. Um, they did make a little joke in the movie about um, a Sonic game. There, there's some Easter eggs and stuff like that in the, in the uh, movie. But I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was a cool, uh, another cool uh, viewing experience. I went to the movie theater to see it with uh, my family. So it was really fun. Try and think what other movies I saw since then. I know I saw the outfit. That was really good. I, I if I if I go over that movie, I'm gonna be here forever. But it's just um, a guy owns a a, sh- a tailor shop. Well, he's not really a tailor. I forget what he calls himself, but he makes suits from scratch, and it's fucking unbelievable. That's how, like, if that's... I'm sure they researched and and tried to do it as accurate as possible. That's the case. That's a lost art. I I can already tell. The mob is... The Irish mob is in Chicago. Uh, They use this store as a as a as a way to transfer money and and other various things mail uh, messages whatever and um you know it, the whole movie takes place in this shop it it's not really eventful but it's suspenseful with what the way the movie unfolds uh there's a lot of twists in the movie and it just gets better and better you know, every step of the way, the only complaint is the movie is too long in a lot of parts. It draws out a little too much, but uh, other than that, it's it's a really, really good movie. I think it's been a good year for movies so far, and I think it's only get going to get better. Hopefully we get The Flash this year, freaking Ezra Miller. That's a whole other thing, too, I, I don't want to get into. Uh, hey, Ezra Miller, if you ever get this or in any possible way, stop being a dumbass, dude. That's all I gotta say. Whatever the fuck you're doing in in Hawaii, stop. Just relax, my guy. Uh, I seen a lot of Johnny Depp court stuff on TikTok. Uh, it seems like Amber Heard's lawyers are not only really bad at their job, but they uh, are really, really trying and fetching for stuff. If Johnny Depp loses this case, um. The system is fucked up. I'll just say that. Um, Obviously, Johnny Depp is not a saint. For one, he's friends with Marilyn Manson. That's a big no-no. Two, uh, Johnny Depp, um, you know, seems like he does drugs. He's an alcoholic. He has a lot of demons. But 
you know, he is also a victim of abuse of someone who also gaslights, manipulates, and tries to, you know, make herself out to be the victim when she's the one doing most of the abusing. So I, I feel bad for Johnny Depp in that sense. Just stop being friends with Marilyn Manson, please. Other than that, uh, you know, I, I didn't really have much to talk about. There's a lot of conventions coming up. Uh, ICCCon in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, it's a big collector's convention. They have a lot of guests. Um, Tidewater Comic Con's coming here soon, Virginia Beach. Uh, I'm excited about that. Me and, uh, me and John Kenoki are going. Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim this year. You know, that, that would be really cool to go to. I think that's it. You know, New York Comic Con's in October again. I'll probably end up going. Uh, just because. We'll see. Uh, there's a lot of stuff coming up this year. Yeah. There's, there's not much else I wanted to really talk about. Those were some of the things on my mind. Um, next week, hopefully I can, do, I can get to you guys next week and do an episode. Uh... I've been very busy lately, so I apologize for not having an episode after Big Al uh, with Around the Turnbuckle interviewing him. Hopefully I'll have some more content for you guys next week, uh, and uh, we can talk some more nerd stuff. I say you know and um a lot, and I apologize for that. You know, just, it's by, I'm by myself, so I'm trying to come up with conversations and all that jazz. And, and, uh, Make it not so boring for you guys. I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate everyone uh, for tuning into this episode. I hope you have a great weekend, a great week. Um, take it easy. Relax. Uh, take one day at a time. Don't stress. And I'll see you guys very soon. Or I'll you'll hear from me very soon. How about that? Ready or not, here I come, you can't hide, gonna find you and take it slowly, ready or not, here I come, you can't hide, gonna find you and make you yeah. want me. Now that I escape, sleep, walk away, yeah. those who come yeah. late know the world ain't kick. Jail bars ain't golden gates. Those who fake, they break. When they meet their 400 pound mate, if I could rule the world, everyone would have a gun in the ghetto, of course. When get the up and on their horse, kick around, drinking moonshine. I pour a sip on the concrete, but the deceased, but no, don't weep. Why Clef's in a state of sleep, thinking about the robbery that I did last week. Money in the bag, banker look like a drag. I wanna play with Pelicans from here to Baghdad. Gun blast, think fast, I think I'm hit. My girl pinched my hips to see if I still exist. I think not, I'll send a letter to my friends. A born again hooligan, only to be king again. Ready or not, here I come, you can't hide. Gonna find you and take it slowly. Ready or not, here I come, you can't hide. Gonna find you and make yeah. you yeah. want yeah. I play my enemies like a game of chess where I rest. No stress if you don't smoke cess. Less, I must confess, my destiny's manifest. There's some cortex and sweats. I make tracks like I'm homeless. 
rap orgies with Borgie and Bess. Capture your bounty like Elliot Ness. Yes, bless you if you represent the fool, but I hex you with some witches' fool.